As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on The Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Welcome to the Daily Ding. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. Hey, go to theathletic.com slash NBA show and get The Athletic for a discounted rate. We are live on YouTube. You can join us here every night of the week during the playoffs. Tonight, I've got my good friend Mark Schindler with me. Mark, light the beam! Light the beam because the Kings win 114 to 106. Man, Mark, this was an outstanding basketball game. Yeah, this uh this first round series has been incredible. Obviously, it's only two games, but still the uh atmosphere has been unreal. I think I am very much somebody who would rather sit and watch games by myself in my room with no sound on. <laughs> um and both nights I have thought to myself and said aloud like i wish i was there oh, like it, the, the atmosphere has been crazy um yeah it tonight was just electric yeah i was very jealous of those that got to be in the uh, the golden one center right now this is this is something that's never happened since steph curry has worn a warriors jersey he's never been down 0-2 in a series in fact the warriors haven't been down 0-2 in a series since 2007 in the second round against the Utah Jazz. Uh, Mark, you remember anything you were doing in 2007? Honestly, no, because uh, I was I, I'm, I probably hadn't turned 10 quite yet uh, <laughs> at the time of that series. So uh, was, uh, yeah, <laughs> no idea what I was up to. Uh, this, this game was unbelievable. De'Aaron Fox is, is a superstar. Tonight, 24 points. Five boards, nine assists, four steals, a block. He was phenomenal down the stretch of this game. What did you see from Fox? It was wild because it not like I I agree with you. He was really, really impressive down the stretch. But it was so interesting because I was talking about this. I was doing a live stream uh, of the game with my friend Zach Milner. And, uh, you know, it was kind of remarkable because that in that fourth, like, I mean, it's never really felt at any point, even throughout the season, like this team has like never really gotten rattled by anything. They just keep doing them. Yeah. And there were there was like probably a five or six possession string where 
they just kept taking the first shot that came to them, which is part of their their offensive philosophy, to be fair. But mm-hmm. like they missed like five or six straight. And like I don't I don't know, man. Like it was starting to look a little bit a little bit dire. And then I think that was right before the uh, the incident occurred. Oh boy. Um, and then yeah. they came back. I mean, Fox scored pull up contested two right. I mean, right on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been like his composure is just crazy. Uh, yeah, not that he's never been a composed player or anything before this, but the level that he's hit this year and to have that extended into the playoffs has been, I mean, I've never really seen anybody kind of just ascend is the wrong word. I think he's been that guy this year, but when you do it at this level in the playoffs, um, that's when you get talked about in being that, that level and stature and that, the defense is what it's been more about to me. Like the, yeah. I think what's been so fun about the series, even in game one, like obviously you can point out what the score was, but I thought both teams played defense extremely well in that game. It was just like the pace was nuts. Um, they had some crazy hot shooting performances, and I think you saw some of the shot making die down a little bit in this game, and the defense really shined through. Um, that was. Yeah, I, I have so many thoughts on this game. Man. <laughs> yeah, the the beginning of this game was rough, and it was it was kind of funny because we we'll talk about the uh, the Philly Brooklyn game here in a little bit, but it felt like okay, we're coming out of the Philly Brooklyn game. Let's just let's can we wipe our palate clean, please, with this Warriors Kings game, and then it was just like turnover city. <laughs> yeah, like for the entire first quarter, uh, just kind of a rough performance. I think both teams had nine turnovers in the first quarter. And the way that the Kings kind of turned things around and flipped it from there was pretty impressive. And then the Warriors just didn't. The Warriors ended up with 20 turnovers in this game, which I think is it's, – it's obviously been something that's plagued the Warriors throughout this entire tenure, is that they're just willing to just kind of fling the ball around. And if they turn the ball over, so be it. And tonight there was just a lot of it. And that on top of the the antics from – Draymond Green kind of added up to to this win for the Kings, I felt like. Yeah, I mean, just to go back on the defense, we haven't even mentioned his name. Davion Mitchell hit the game winner here, uh, what should be considered the game winner, the separator. Put yeah, it, yeah, that's that sunk him. That, um, that completely sunk like, the Warriors at the end of this game. Yeah, He was incredible tonight. Like, you look at his box scoring, it's not anything crazy. You know, 14, 2 and 3, 2 steals. But the defense he played on Steph Curry tonight was incredible. Like they, uh, and it wasn't just him. Like their team defense. I- I'm going to write a breakdown on this tomorrow probably because it was just, it was beautiful to watch. Like their their defense was on a string. Um, anytime they got burned by something, they adjusted it on the fly. Um, like there was a, they they had a, they ran double drags for Steph with Clay as the second screener, and he came off on a flare. As as Steph came off, so Davion was uh, was chasing. They, they were chasing over top on every single Steph screen, um, mostly switching everything else. Uh, and so they do that. That opens up Clay. I think that was the first clean three that Clay hit and had all game. And then they ran the same play next possession, and Sacramento just switched the, the action automatically, took it away. Um, that's how good their defense was tonight. Like to actually be able to do that on the fly without I mean that is without coaching as far as I'm like there there was no timeout in between that like maybe yeah. they call out to switch it um and do it differently 
from from the sideline, but like the fact that they're able to actually implement that and do that was emblematic of how special their defensive performance was tonight. Like again, it comes back to how limited the Warriors are offensively outside Steph and Clay. But um, I mean, you just have to tip your hat to that defense because that was that was incredible. And like so much of what this series was about, everyone was like, "Oh, you know, what is this going to look like with?" Um, how this, you know, this, 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 this defense or, you know, what, like 25th, 26th in defensive rating, the personnel. And like, I think I've always been um, understanding of the personnel point. Like that's fair. Uh, I think there are guys who do things really well. Um, but when you're able to game plan for a series like this and uh, you're able to just stick to your principles and, and add a couple things on um, man. Yeah. It, they they just have it. The their their rotations have all been on point. I, nobody took. It, it felt like nobody had a bad closeout. Um, I mean, Demonis Sabonis was incredible on on switching out and and hedging and like they were playing like just the. This speaks to how incredible Steph is. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I tweeted this clip out. I clipped it in the middle of the game, but they were showing at the level at half court when they tried to set a ball screen that high. <laughs> And, like, I've never seen a team do that before. I'm sure it's happened before. Yeah. That's the first time I can remember ever seeing that. I'm sure teams have done it to stuff before, but that's just the first time it stuck out. But, like, yeah, that was, uh, again, that was – they threw absolutely everything at the Warriors tonight, and and it was a big reason why they ended up forcing as many turns, turnovers as they did. Yeah, Fox in particular, there were a couple of plays where Fox just they're, – they're doubling Steph and – Fox gets just tips one of his passes, and then they're just off. Like it's you basically just count two points just right when he tips that ball, just because they're they f- just fly up and down the court. It's and, the first team I've ever watched play the Warriors where I felt that they could play as fast or if not faster than they do. Yeah, um, and part of that too is again like the the Warriors don't have it's not the same roster as last year. Like no shit, mm-hmm. but. They still have played like that, you know, when they have their good games, you know, when they're moving the ball, when they're moving their bodies. Um, it was actually kind of funny next. I said this too, like, this is like, I mean, there, there have always been the, well, you know, maybe they need a little bit more uh, kind of like rumblings, but like, this is this game. There were so many points that I could, I could look at and be like, they're just, they're passing too much with looking yep. at, at the Warriors. Yep. And that let the Kings be as aggressive as they were. They were like, okay, well, we're just not worried about you as a scorer. Like, um, that was uh, – it's – it's this this game was so fun. Like, I mean, especially like you mentioned with I – don't, I don't even know if we're talking about Brooklyn and Philly because, like, that <laughs> game uh, – like, so much of uh, what worked, like, Philly just went zone, yeah. completely packed the paint. And yeah. like, all right, well, you're not scoring unless yep. you're hitting a, a jumper. Mm-hmm. And in this game, uh, I clipped this one too. There was a there was a point in I think it was the third quarter where every single defender for the Kings, except for one, had uh, had one foot outside the arc. Hmm. Like the the like I think this is like the <laughs> most emblematic game of of how nuts and different spacing can be that, that you can possibly mention. Um, like, yeah. I mean, Alex Len is defending out on the perimeter. Like, it's yeah. Yeah, it's, no. it's wild to watch. Yeah. Um, that was just, it was so fun. And most people think like, oh, no, the, the Kings are going in into uh, San Francisco now. They're playing at Chase. How is this going to go? Do you know what the Kings defensive rating was on the road this year? 
It wasn't it better on the road than at home? Yeah, they're eighth in the league on the road. And they're like in the twenties at home. So like they consistently played better defense on the road. So I, I think this series is going to be really interesting. I think a lot of people think and this and this may be how it goes, is that home teams win and then you just battle it out for game seven. Like who do, who does not want a game seven at the golden one? Who doesn't want to light, try to light the beam in a game seven? I mean, I want that. I want that badly. So let's uh let's get some wins, Warriors. And uh I think that's so fun. We gotta talk about Draymond. Uh, Draymond Green, it felt like he was kind of ramping up towards something throughout this. He, You could tell that he was definitely agitated. This was a very physical game. Yeah. I thought the way that both teams played was extremely physical. And there's a moment in the fourth quarter where Sabonis is on the ground, Draymond's kind of hovering around him, and Sabonis grabs his leg. And obviously... That's not something that Draymond liked, and so he proceeds to just stomp right on Sabonis's chest and then runs off. And then during like the review, he's hyping up the crowd and is screaming at the crowd. I mean, all kinds of profane things. You could you could tell what he was saying on the broadcast. Um, this is a wild one. You know, Draymond's done a lot of wild things. I, I don't I don't know where this ranks. There there needs to be some kind of like article or something ranking like the most wild things that Draymond Green has done. I think this has got to be like toward the top three. I mean, stomping on someone's chest, it, it doesn't get that much worse. Yeah, uh it it, it sucked seeing the moment because exactly like you mentioned, I think like he and Sabonis were like jostling with each other the entire night. Um I did not love how the refs called this game. Like I appreciated that they wanted to um, let the game be physical and, and, you know, let, let players play. But I do think it bit them in the ass late in the game. Yeah. Like when you saw how the game started being called and um, some of the things were questionable. And um, yeah, I think the way that I look at it is, I mean, similar to you, like you can't grab his leg and then you definitely can't, you know, that was more than a step. That was a stomp. And I don't think that people need to run with it to the extent that it, it might be getting right now. But also, like, you just can't do that. Like, I think the the ejection was warranted. I I don't know if – I'm not – you know, I, I don't know the rules well enough to declare whether or not that should be a suspension. I think the last time we saw somebody do something similar was a suspension. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not calling for that. I don't know. It, regardless, was not not a good look for either of them. Definitely a little bit of a worse look for Draymond. Yeah, Jen, Jen is asking in the chat if Draymond deserves a suspension for the next game. Um, and maybe this isn't the way you should look at it, but I, I would want to know. They're, they're getting x-rays on Sabonis. I just want to know if there's like any like real damage done before I know if he needs to be suspended or not. Maybe that's not the way to look at it. But I also just want the best series possible, and that yeah. includes Draymond Green. And so he did get tossed from the game. If Delmas is good to go, then I, I'm good to go with him playing the next game. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. 
Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Uh, okay, let's talk a little bit of this Sixers-Nets game, which was just in the absolute mud. <laughs> It was a very fair way to put it. <laughs> a very brutal game. 96-94 was the final score. Um, 33, 33.9 for Tyrese Maxey, who I just thought brought was the only guy that I really felt like brought the energy. The Sixers were playing this game like it was some rando game in January when this game started. The Nets, they brought it. They punched him in the mouth. They tried some... Pretty great defenses. I mean, they were really trying to get the ball out of Embiid's hands. And I thought they did a fantastic job tonight. They played their all-wing lineup quite a bit, and that kind of screwed up the Sixers. Uh, Their zone defense really screwed up the Sixers. And it just took a little time for them to recalibrate and for the Sixers to actually show up to this game. Uh, And then when they did, it was over. But... This was just kind of a brutal watch, honestly, from start to finish. Yeah, I think it was tough because it it was kind of emblematic of, uh, I think Jackson Frank tweeted this out. Um, It was emblematic of the game that they played on February 11th. So it was like just after the trade deadline, Nets start blowing out the Sixers, and then Sixers make an adjustment. It's like, oh, well, we don't have anything for that. Yeah, And it was kind of, uh, you know, I I felt a lot of the same. Uh, I really liked what the Nets came out doing. They – I mean, Spencer Dimley just did not have it in game one. did not end up having it tonight either. Right. But, um, you know, they were, it, it, and, you know, they, they, they kind of struggled a little bit to, to get traction offensively in the first quarter. I thought it was mostly fine. But then in the second quarter, they really started cooking with grease by using Spencer Dinwiddie as their primary screener. They took Claxton out. They played small most of the quarter. Um, and they just were like, okay, we're going to, whether you're being guarded by James Harden, or Tyrese Maxey were pulling you into action. And that's so much of what opened up things for Cam Johnson and and Mikhail Bridges. Mikhail did not shoot well tonight, but still got going a lot and, and getting the ball downhill. But again, as soon as the the uh, Sixers went zone in the second half, they're like, it was pretty much hit a jumper or bust. Like yeah. they had no worry in the world about anybody driving to the basket. And Joel was like, you can say what you want about how he shot the ball tonight, but his defense was nuts. Uh, they could not find any way to draw him out of the paint. Um, and he was content sitting, roaming around the paint and just blew up everything. Yeah. He was so good on that end tonight. And then obviously it was big late with, with his offense as well. So Even when they um, did pull him out, because it happened a couple of times, he was right back at the rim. Yeah. <laughs> In like two well, yeah, seconds. He had the, I think, St- I, I want to say Seth got wide open for some reason. Seth Curry got wide open for some reason in the corner. Uh, Joel ran out to close out and contest, ran ran Seth off the line. And then somebody stepped up on a rotation to get Seth. Uh, Seth drops it off, and then Joel comes flying back in to pin it at the rim. Like, yeah, yeah. he was he was everywhere. <laughs> I think that ended up being a goaltend, but still it was just like, and I don't care. Still, that. yeah, that I like the, super the, sick. The, <laughs> the, the coverage in general. Also, we have, we have Ben Stiller 
is tweeting about the Sacramento Kings right now. So oh, no. We're transcending the sport. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah, Embiid with 20 points, 19 boards, 7 assists. He did have 8 turnovers, which is kind of emblematic of the night, too. And, man, I, I'm i a little concerned about James Harden. 8 points on 13 shots. Looks sluggish. He just shot seven assists, four steals. Like, that's great. But just, like, his overall vibe and energy on the court was concerning to me. I don't know if you felt the same. Uh, yeah, he did not look good tonight. Um, secretly, I feel like they almost need this to uh, to not be a sweep so that they can get him going. Yeah, wake I up. thought. I mean, to be fair, I thought he was solid in game one. Um, but, yeah, tonight was was rough. Um, he just kind of didn't really feel comfortable getting into the paint. It didn't mm-hmm. seem like I thought that the Nets did a really good job of sitting on his left and forcing him to go right a ton. Um, but there, uh, again, I think like you you said on the energy, like this team just they did not really get out on transition at all, other than Tyrese Maxey. Mm-hmm. Um, they would have been sunk I, without Maxey tonight. The, yeah, he, he's oh, the, in the first half they would have been down fifteen if it wasn't for, yeah. for Maxey in the first half. Yeah, he was um, he was awesome. Yeah. He was really fun to watch. He even had like he had a big block. Like he he did a ton of stuff that was fun to watch tonight. But yeah, because um, I mean the Nets tried to tried to play off of him a little bit too, and they were bit for that as well. Um, but yeah, seeing Harden look like this is not great. Yeah. Uh, do you think Harden can make it past the second round? This is from Mac for a better tomorrow in the chat. Uh, I'm not betting. I'm not betting. I would not make that bet. Depends who they play. Um, depends on how injuries work out too, as well. I guess. Yeah. But um, if Joel is going to struggle from the field, I, I think they're kind of screwed. Like, yeah. It, I felt that coming in, even you know, feeling like Harden was still looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if I mean, if like I don't think that that's going to what Harden is going to look like the rest of the playoffs. But um, yeah, they can't afford to have games where Jabal doesn't score 35 plus for the yeah. most part mm-hmm. yeah Ackerman in the chat says that Domas Sabonis is getting x-rays right now so by the time you're listening to this unless you're following along live uh, we will you may know what the uh, the outcome is there uh, hey before we go congrats to Jaron Jackson Jr. who was named defensive player of the year he's the second youngest in the history of the NBA only behind Dwight Howard who was only just a few months younger than Triple J when he got the award. Uh, Mark, that's going to do it for today's show. Tampering is up next. Hey, Mark, send us out. Ding, ding, y'all.